Are you anxious? Stressed? Mind racing? Do you have trouble sleeping? Are you looking for healthy ways to cope? Join Speedway Jefferson, certified mindfulness practitioner and lawyer, and learn to apply mindfulness meditation to the challenges of everyday life. Harness the power of mindfulness meditation to live and work to your highest and best purpose, starting with just five minutes a day. Well, hi there, and welcome to Mindful in Five, where we learn how to apply mindfulness and meditation to the challenges of everyday life in bite-sized episodes for people with no time. My name is Fiwa Jefferson, and I am delighted to start season two of the Mindful in Five podcast because we now have some video attached to them. And today I have a very special guest I am delighted to welcome, and she is Jamie Martin, uh, who is the editor-in-chief of Experience Life, the award-winning health and fitness magazine of Lifetime Health Clubs that is dedicated to empowering its 2 million plus readers to live their healthiest, happiest, and most authentic lives. Jamie's career at the magazine began as an editorial intern in June 2005 after earning her BA in professional journalism from the University of Minnesota. Over the past decade, she has worn many hats, including service, uh, serving as the senior director of content, then executive editor. She was named editor-in-chief in January 2016. Jamie, welcome to Mindful in Five. Oh, thanks so much for having me. I'm just so thrilled to be here. Thank you. And so I have sort of rattled off at a very high level some information about you. What else would you like us to know about you? Well, you've got a lot of the good professional stuff in there. I would say I'm also a wife, a mom of two beautiful girls who are just the joys of my life. I'm a dog mom uh, within the last few months, which has been an adventure in and of itself, you know, and, you know, I have so many interests that just are so well aligned with what I do professionally. So I really feel very lucky to be in a career that aligns well with my values and the things I'm passionate about between health and fitness and quality of life and helping others optimize that too. Well, you know, um, especially nowadays, it's not nearly as common to find people who have spent so much of their career mm -hmm. in a single organization, which mm -hmm. suggests at least to me that there's something about it that you must love. So what energizes you about being at Lifetime? Well, I, I just gave a little bit of it away. I think part of it is that I've been passionate about health and wellness for my entire life. I was an athlete as a kid and growing up and, you know, very early on was reading health and fitness magazines. Um, not quite of what I would consider the caliber of what experience life is, but I had a very early interest in health and fitness. And, or, you know, I can remember back in the day I was doing Tybo with Billy Blanks early on. And, you know, that was something in high school that I did in addition to my basketball practice or whatever other sport I was participating in at the time. So to be able to apply that passion for health and wellness and have that passion expand to the, and understand the, what the definition of health is really truly is over the course of my career has just made 
made it, I just feel so very lucky to be in a space where I get to do this every single day. I get to help create and craft stories and put together these packages of magazines 10 times a year, plus additional content that goes elsewhere that ideally, and what we're hearing from readers, it's helping them in their daily lives. And it's, it's really functional um, and reality-based information, but also inspirational and aspirational. And to get to work on that with a passionate team every day is just, I, I feel very grateful for that. So uh, brag a bit more about experience <laughs> life. So uh, you just shared with us that readers find it helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when you think about your intention for what it is you want them to get out of it, right? Because mm-hmm. There is always the, the, the intention that you have in your head when you put your material out there and then you hear what comes back. And hopefully mm-hmm. there's, there's a marriage between the two where you feel like, okay, my intention was, was heard and it was felt and it was, it, was, it was recognized. So what is your intention when you are putting your work out there? What do you want readers to get out of it? Yeah. So, I mean, our mission with the magazine is to be able to provide you know, real fact-based information that can help them make healthy living choices in their own lives. It's really to empower our readers to have the information. So they feel like when different situations are presented to them, they have what they need to make an informed choice. Um, And so that's really an important part of what we do with Experience Life. We want to make sure that we're providing information that's not over-promising or gimmicky. That's one of the things we've always said, no gimmicks, no hype. You know, we're never going to promise things like six-pack abs in a short period of time or that X diet is going to help you do this in five days or 10 days or whatever the time frame is. It's really about offering information that is sustainable and can be applied long-term as you work towards whatever your healthy way of life goals are. It's really about doing one thing, maybe a little better tomorrow than we did today. And just making that progress day by day and building on the habits that we have so that they just become a part of what we do in our day-to-day lives versus something that we're like constantly having to start again, start again, because so often, and I just wrote a letter about this is I used to be a resolutions person and like, I would go all in, I'm not going to eat any sugar. I'm going (laughs) to, I'm going to track every single thing I ate. And those things have their place, but it's also really hard over the long term to sustain those things. So what are the the, the daily habits that are sustainable that, and that can really kind of truly move us in the direction we want to go when it comes to our health and well-being. Well, I, that resonates with me so completely because I have been a member of Lifetime for my years, right? And I took a hiatus during the pandemic when, you know, Mm -hmm. all of the clubs closed, but I remember, I think it was in 2019, there was an article in Experience Life Mm-hmm. And that talked about, and I can't even remember if it was an article or if it was just a little blurb somewhere that that said that when you read, uh, most people will sit down and they will read or you will get into bed and you'll read. Mm-hmm. And the suggestion for this one little thing that you can do is walk and read. Mm-hmm. And so I rem- and it was in the summertime. So I took to when I would pick up my experience life and I'd walk around my neighborhood. And I, I, I think I told you this when we were just yes. doing this segment. But to this day, um, 
you know, two years later, whenever I, I know I'm going to read a book or I'm reading a magazine or I'm reading articles, I always think about where can I read this that will force me to be active? So mm. I like to come to the club and get on the stair. I don't know if they're still called stairmasters. That's yeah. the thing. Stair climbers. Yeah. I hate those. I hate them because they're really hard. Really hard. I never go on them. <laughs> and and nothing is is worse than getting on the thing thinking, I hate this machine, but I know it's really good for me. But yep. I'm going to stay on this machine for like 20 minutes because every minute is like, is it time yet? Is it time yet? So I like to get on that thing and read yep. because then I start thinking, okay, so I'm going to read to the end of this page, the end of this chapter, the end of this, before I look up and it makes time go faster. Yes. But this is just an example of the kinds of things that you pick up that don't require some grand resolution, but mm -hmm. it's just the thing that I always remember is I'm going to read the thing. What can I do to be active? And I think that's yeah. the beauty of the, the work that you put out there, that it's really practical. Yes. And that's the goal. It's like, what can we actually do and sustain for the long term? And that feels really good to us at the same time. You bring up the, the whole concept of habits and they're hard to, to build new habits is hard. We did several years ago, we did something called the take action challenge at experience life. And it was an eight week challenge where like each week you got a really simple habit in your inbox. And the first one was like, drink more water. The next one was like pack a healthy snack, but it was like those little things. It wasn't like life changing in any way, shape or form, but they were little things that over time and with the right, with some good information and some good tools and practices you can put into place. It's similar to practicing mindfulness, right? Like it's, it doesn't have to be, I have to sit down and, and practice my mindfulness for 30 minutes. The first time I do it, I just need to start <laughs> in the first place. Just do this one little thing. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So, as I said, I've been a member for uh, years, decades maybe, um, and, and the question that listeners might be wondering about and viewers is, do you have to be a member of Lifetime in order to receive the magazine, and uh, are there other formats that readers can access? Yes. So... Well, we want you to be a member if you can be a member. If there's a lifetime near you, the good news is there's also options for digital membership for lifetime now, which is great. You can just search for lifetime in your, your app store. Um, you do not have to be a member to receive the magazine. You can subscribe on our website, which is experiencelife.lifetime.life um, to receive. We have it's 10 issues a year of the print magazine, but then we also have additional content on our website. Um, we are on all the social channels where you can connect with us and find all sorts of healthy living information. And, and, you know, we're really active in all of those places and connecting with our readers and our audience to learn what are the things that you need to experience your life, you know, more fully and to support you as you make the choices you do in your daily life. So we're all over the place, but no, you don't need to be a member though. We do encourage it. <laughs> um, and, you know, membership has its benefits as yes. thing, like being surrounded by other people who are working out, which makes it that much harder for me to quit halfway through my workout because, oh, look, I got this email. I'm going to go upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. So now you also have a podcast called yes. Lifetime Talks, which I mm -hmm. personally thoroughly enjoy. So mm -hmm. how does the podcast integrate with the magazine and where can people access that? 
Mm-hmm. So the podcast is really all about helping people again, achieve their healthy way of life goals and applying that again, in bite-sized tidbits, hopefully, you know, our episodes are anywhere from 10 minutes to 50 minutes long. So not always tidbits, but, um, with all the information that really follows along a similar structure as experience life and that we're covering health, fitness, nutrition, quality of life in various ways in that podcast, bringing in both internal and external experts, internal lifetime experts, and then external experts as well, who, you know, we've, grown to trust over the years with experience life. And so in many ways, it's an extension of experience life. And it's also, you know, one of the other parts of my role at Lifetime as an editor-in-chief of the magazine, I'm also the vice president of content strategy for Lifetime. So I work closely with our various companies. We call them companies and sides and business companies inside and businesses to help tell their stories. And so oftentimes we'll bring in our training folks and they'll talk to us about thyroid health, for instance, or intermittent fasting or a variety of topics that affect our health and well-being. And so it's it's an extension of the print magazine. We know that people don't always just want to read a publication or go to a website. They, a lot of people are out walking around or they're on the treadmills at lifetime and they've got their earbuds in. So, you know, how do we meet them where they are? And that's really what the podcast is intended to do. Well, I live about maybe 15 minutes away from the Chanhassen club, which is, I I like the layout. I, it's my Mm -hmm. favorite even though there might be two others that are closer to me than that. But I actually like to listen to the podcast on my drive there and back. And I can easily finish an episode in that space of time. So that's really Mm -hmm. helpful because it's quick. It's quick. Yes. It's just also just, and you know, from podcasting, it's a fun way to have conversation and it opens the doors even for more ideas. I swear in every episode we record, like, okay, we need to do another episode on that. Or there's something else that will come up that will just continue to spark new ideas or we discover, you know, oh, this is, there's more to this that we need to delve into because really when it comes to health and wellness, that's, it's kind of endless. We could keep talking. So that's been such a fun um, thing that we've done. And just to get to hear the people, I think hearing the passion in people's voices about the topics that they cover is so much fun. I mean, you don't get that when you're reading a magazine all the time. It can sometimes come through if you got really great storytelling, which I, I believe we do in the magazine. But I think there's really something special about hearing directly from those experts and knowing just how passionate they are, like hearing their why behind what they do, why they do what they do in their daily lives to help people. Because that's really everyone we're talking to is helping people in some way, shape or form. Yep. So now um, you have done a lot of interviews mm-hmm. and of course you write the editorials in the magazine and it may have been one of your articles online where you talked about how your own good habits were somewhat mm-hmm. uh, derailed during the pandemic, I think as is true for many of us. Um, one of the things we tried to stress in the Mindful and Five podcast is that Mindfulness meditation is not a destination, right? But it's a journey. And sometimes you're consistent. Sometimes you may find that you get away from uh, the practice of sitting in meditation at the beginning of your day for might be a day, might be weeks, might be months. But, um, you know, the goal is always to come back to it. And so when you think about your own daily or weekly habits, what Kind give us a sense for what are the habits that you try to mm-hmm. stick to and, and how do you get back on track when your habits have been derailed? Yes, it's a great question because one of the things that I sometimes struggle with as being the editor-in-chief of a health and wellness magazine is feeling like I have to do everything right all the time. 
And that is not possible. I am human just like everyone else. And so it's a practice. Everything, I believe everything is a practice. My co-hosts of the podcast say like, it's all about the touches. And so it's like, you have to continually practice and then you keep getting better and better at things. And so I appreciate that with what David is constantly reminding me of in the podcast that we're working on. For me, my foundational things that I always come back to are movement. I start pretty much every day of the week with a workout. I get up bright and early and get that done first thing in the morning, um, probably five days a week. And I always find movement I always squeeze movement into my day, whether it's a quick walk or, you know, just stretching for a few minutes after I've been sitting at my desk for a long stretch, it's time to get up and move my body a little bit more. So movement is fundamental. Um, obviously making healthy eating choices. Most of the time, I am a very big believer in moderation and I do not deprive myself. If there's something that's there and I want to give it a try, I believe that that's okay. And, um, doing that, but I do also have figure out, like I was drinking a ton of coffee during the pandemic, like just all day long, I'd be drinking coffee and my sleep was suffering. And so that for me was like, okay, I need to get back on track. So I recently just kind of started limiting my coffee intake to the morning, no more drinking coffee afternoon. And that's had, you know, the effects of improving my sleep, which is so, so critical to health and well-being. Like our sleep just matters so much. And if I'm not getting a good, I would say I can get by on six. I prefer to get seven and a half to eight hours of sleep. Um, but my coffee intake was affecting that. So I really had to, to moderate that. So for me, and I actually just wrote another letter that's that went to print yesterday. I try to check in with myself at least a few times a year against some kind of baseline habits or some factors that we know affect our health and well-being. So like, how am I doing on sleep? How am I doing on movement? What about my stress management? Am I, you know, for a while I'll get in a kick where I'm like, I'm going to take a bath every night of the week. And now I'm realizing that's not really sustainable, but maybe once or twice a week would be good. And that's okay. So it's really, I try to make a practice of checking in with myself on where I'm doing, um, where things are going well, where I have opportunities to improve. Um, and so those are kind of some of the kind of the foundational habits. But then I also try to think about the things like, how am I finding joy in my life? Am I noticing joy in my life? <laughs> am I being authentic in how I'm presenting myself out in the world? Like those are some of the things I check myself against a few, like as regularly as I can to just stay true to who I want to be and how I want to exist in this world. Yeah, well, and um, I think that's so important because one of the reasons I was so excited to have you come talk to us is because I think historically, and I'm talking, you know, in decades past, right, people who focused on physical fitness, mm -hmm. just focused on the physicality, right? Here mm -hmm. are the workouts, here's the bodybuilding, here are all the, you know, the hacks you can do to get into better physical shape. But really mm -hmm. what you get at with experience life is there is such a, there's a, there has been an increasing focus on using on, on just total fitness, which includes yep. getting your mental game down mm -hmm. and being intentional in how you um, prepare yourself mentally as well. Um, yes. And you and I have talked about the fact that mindfulness meditation, mindfulness and meditation really have played this increasingly prominent role um, yes. in the concept of wellness that Lifetime promotes. So tell us a bit about the, the lifetime pillars generally and how you advance them in Experience Life magazine. 
Yeah. Well, we, there's several pillars that we often talk about, like both at experience life and at lifetime. So obviously movement and fitness are key, you know, that's kind of the foundation of what lifetime was built around, but that has really shifted to be more lifestyle focused at this point. So movement and fitness, nutrition, health awareness. So like not just physical health, but mental, emotional, financial, social health, those are all factors within health awareness, uh, sleep and stress management and community are some of our big pillars. So how are we connecting with community? We know that all of these pieces are contributors to our total health and well-being. And often when you pull one thread or something changes with one, it affects another. These things do not are not in isolation. You know, if I'm not feeling my best physically, it's going to affect me emotionally. If I am not in a great headspace mentally, it's going to affect various aspects of my life. And so we know it's like this web where you pull one thread and things all are affected and it all moves, it all shifts a little bit. And so it's really about what we would call and what our founder and CEO of Lifetime Baramakrati would say, it's like the healthy way of life perspective, knowing that it's not one thing or another. It's all of these things together that add up to a healthy way of life and to a quality of life that we feel really good about and that we're living our most full and meaningful lives within. So for, uh, as we conclude, so Mm -hmm. for listeners who want to do a better job of integrating those different aspects of their health and wellness. Um, it could be, uh, I think it can be overwhelming if you if you find, as you're listening to Jamie, that, gosh, I've really only focused on a piece of that pie, and I would love to be more balanced, or I'd love to bring some other aspects of my health into greater focus. What steps do you suggest that are, you know, sustainable? Mm-hmm. Well, I think first and foremost, it's giving yourself grace. And it's really about noticing where you are and what you have energy for also in the moment. You know, in some cases, you're going to be really thriving in the fitness or movement side, and you might be struggling on the nutrition side. So I think it's like doing what you can and maintaining what you can in the areas you're doing well. And then allowing your focus to shift a little bit and say, I'm going to put a little bit more time and attention on this area because I know this is where, like, when I do my check ins, like, I've got the basics. I know I've got the habit of movement. I can maintain that kind of, it's just, it's part of what I do, but like being really intentional about those other areas that need work and committing to them, you know, and you don't have to be perfect in committing to them. I think it's like, just because you might not maintain, you know, whatever that eating habit is that you want to maintain perfectly every day of the week, that doesn't mean you have to stop doing it altogether. You can come back to it. So really being, um, being kind to yourself as you're trying to incorporate new habits, as you're working through them, because none of us is perfect in this. I I, I literally ended my last column with um, a phrase that my daughter's former second grade teacher had. It was their classroom motto was practice makes progress. And I truly believe that. So it's like just continuing to practice and coming back to those habits, not giving up because, you know, it didn't work right away. You can always come back to it. You can always try again. So be kind to yourself. Uh, don't beat yourself up too much. And, and like, think about how, like, if you were coaching a friend on how to get through this, can you say those same things to yourself? Because we're often so much harder on ourselves than we probably need to be in many cases. We're our own, we're our biggest critic, but we can also be our own biggest fan and champion. 
Well, I agree with that wholeheartedly. And the, the whole concept of mindfulness is being present in the moment without mm-hmm. judgment. And that includes without judging ourselves. Yes. And that oftentimes can be the hardest thing for us to not do. And um, I think the one of the most helpful things I ever heard was a monk who was talking about the habit of meditation and how how to come back to it when either you feel like it was just a disaster today because my mind was racing the whole time, or you feel terrible because you haven't done it and you feel like, I know I should. And he said, you know, when he was doing his own meditation practice, especially on those days when his mind was racing and it felt like it was just, you know, a fight the whole time. And in my head, I'm like, watch monks go through that. He (laughs) said what he would say to himself was, you know what? I didn't do so well in this moment, but that's okay. Cause I'll be back again tonight or I'll be back again tomorrow and I'll try it again. And his point was give yourself the grace to allow yourself to just acknowledge that this didn't go the way I would have preferred, but that's okay. Cause I'm going to come back and I'll keep trying. And as long as there's breath in your body, you can still come back and keep trying. And I think it's, that's how you wind up with the wins over time. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I, I I think I have this analogy that might be in the book where I said, you know, it's a little bit like working out. You don't go to one workout and then you look at your arms like, are the muscles here yet? You, you yes. keep doing it over time. And then one day you're going to see a picture of yourself or you're going to see something in the mirror and you're going to go, oh, that wasn't there before. This is nice. <laughs> so, it takes time. It takes time. Yes, it does. So, Jamie, thank you so much for joining us today. I so appreciate the conversation. Oh, well, thanks, Speedway. And just thank you for the good work you're doing and congrats on your book. And it's it's just been a pleasure to be able to be here. Thank you so much. And uh, listeners, uh, if you are listening to this on the podcast, uh, just know that actually there's video. And uh, so you can find it on um uh, speedwayjefferson.com and that will take you to a link to the YouTube uh, videos and so with that uh, until next time this is Speedway saying thank you for listening thank you for watching be mindful and be well thank you for listening to Mindful in 5 if you enjoyed it follow and rate it on your favorite podcast platform or on trustpilot.com Get your copy of the book Mindful in 5 from Amazon.com or MindfulIn5.com today. Visit MindfulIn5.com to download sample chapters of the book, watch videos, connect with the Mindful in 5 community on social media, and more. Until next time, be mindful and be well.